want to talk about as workers, as leaders, how time management plays a major role. The way we use time will determine our effectiveness and productivity. Before I teach that, let me just lay this clear, this foundation. Listen to me, saints. Whatever we do, if we do not do it for the sake of the king and his kingdom, we've missed it. What do I mean by that? As I teach on time management, make sure that the ultimate root of it or foundation of it is because you want to live for God. Jesus said, Lo, it is written in the volume of the book. I come to do thy will, O God. How many of us accept the fact that Jesus is our master prototype? Jesus did not come on this earth to do his own will, true or not true. Jesus said, whatever I do and I say is what the Father wants me to say and to do. I don't do anything by my own self. And that goes for all of us. God has saved us for that purpose. So it's very important that we understand. Ephesians 2.10, you can put that one there. Ephesians 2.10 says exactly that we, God has predestined certain things for us to do. So I want to just lay that from there before we go into... Because at times, if you are not careful, when you are doing time management, you can put things there that are not the top priority of God. It says this, For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, certain works, which God prepared beforehand, that we should walk in them. Those of you who are here to have children, all your children, God has prepared something for them to do. How many of you know that? What I'm trying to say is this, so all of us seated here, before even we were born in, we were what, conceived in our mother's womb, God has certain works for us. And that work is not your will, it's not my will, it is what? Heaven's will. That is why he says, pray ye this way, our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thine kingdom, your will be done on earth, not Pastor John's will, not missionary apostle. Peter's will. I hope you are getting it. So I'm, I'm teaching on that foundation. Not our will, but Jesus' will. Or God's will. So let's look at a few scriptures about time management. Ephesians 5, 17 to 15 to 17. Ephesians 5, 15 to 17. I'm reading from the ESV version. Look carefully then how you walk, not as unwise, but as wise, making what? The best use of the time, because the days are evil. Do, therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is. It says what? Live as wise people, making the best use of your time. This implies to me that you and I may not make the best use of what? The time. Let's go to Psalm 90, verse 12, which Pastor uh, Bishop alluded to. It says that, So teach us to number our days, 
that we may get a heart of wisdom. Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verse 8, a time to love and a time to hate. A time for war and a time for peace. It means that there's a time for everything. And what betides you and what betides me, if it is time to do something, we are doing something else. Hello? I've learned it the, the what? The very hard way. When King David was time for him to go to war, he didn't go. He was there, what? Loitering about, watching pornography, living pornography. If he was in war, when it was time for war, the devil would not have gotten him. The devil gets you because when it is time for prayer, you are watching his senders. Oh, yeah. You see, these are the way we have to, and we need to live with wisdom understanding. When it's time for something, you're doing something else. You know, like somebody who is supposed to be here is not here. Something negative may happen to them because they did not realize this is the time for all workers in CLF to be here to be taught. Yeah. There is time for everything. Hello? There's a time... <laughs> I was going to say something, Joy. <laughs> there's a time to be with your wife. And there's a time to what? Fast. <laughs> well, no conjugal experimentation. <laughs> So we say, I'm breaking the fast. <laughs> you can't break the fast. It is not time. <laughs> you remember, Elisha told Gehazi, is it time to be taking profit? Is it time to use the ministry to make money? Wrong timing. There's a time that money will flow, but this is not the time. You need to discern the times. There is time for... Everything under this. You may wonder why I said joy. Let me just help you. Because we were talking and saying that, and then we with the pastor, we pray to my, we're always using what marriage people and the singles are not happy. That's why, you know, the marriage one came in there because of singles. Are you here? Yeah. Please take it easy. It's the simplest and the easiest one to use. That's why. Everybody understand. We don't want complicated illustrations. That's why. <laughs> Forgive. <laughs> Look. <laughs> John chapter 9 verse 4. John 9 verse 4. <laughs> we must work the works of him who sent, sorry, we must work the works of him who sent me while it is day. Because night is coming when no man can work. What it tells you and I is that there is time for everything. Uh, please, if you don't know the time, man. How many of you have been students before? And you don't learn. And it's one week to exams. Now you are putting your, your feet in water and drinking coffee. Up. It is not going to help. too late. <laughs> Some people, even, some people even take plaster and do the eye and put the plaster so the eyes will be open. going to help it. Because when it was time to study, you were joking around on the phone. 
You don't sow. When it's time to harvest, what are you going to harvest? Saints, listen to me. Time is your most precious asset. Give me control with the time, please. <laughs> Look. Make sure it is exact time. Don't because you add into my time. And I'm taking some Pastor Joe's bishops one as well. <laughs> I've gotten permission. Yes. There's time for everything. Time is your most valuable asset. Do you know that? All that you are is how you use time. All that is how you use time. If you want to make more, if you have, the money is not flowing, it's the way you use your time. True. If your marriage is not like, it's the way, sorry. <laughs> it's the way you use your time. <laughs> if the anointing is not flowing as a minister, if because how you use your time, you just eat, 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 eat. No fasting, no prayer, no retreat to see God. Mm-hmm. I was going to say something. Where is Sandra? You're not here, okay. She will know. I remember years ago when we started. Yes, 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 yes. 18 years ago. They used to play the thing. And I said, Sandra, my friend. <laughs> if you want to carry on, you should go for more what? Training and lessons. Or people will come and take you off there. You don't realize. Look, I'm telling you the truth. You should have been the manager, but you are still what? A worker because you did not use your time wisely. When you're supposed to have studied, you didn't study. When you're supposed to have gone for that course, you didn't go. Please, let us make, we shouldn't make the thing emotional. Lord, help us. If you're just emotional, everybody will sit at home, be happy, and things will happen. You think things just happen. Nothing goes for nothing. The way you use your time will determine the unction and the grace of God. As for God, he has given the thing, but you need to, like Pastor Joe was saying, I don't know whether it was today or yesterday, you need to seek and keep on seeking. You need to knock and keep on knocking. And it's a lot of energy. It involves time and effort. You pay the price, you get it. Eh? Jesus is saying that we must work the works of God because the night is coming when we can't work. Time is irreplaceable. You can't replace time that is lost. That is one thing you can't, you can't get time back. So it goes in efficiency. Therefore, help us to use what time wisely. As a worker, as a believer, as a church, as local churches, the way we appropriate our time is very, very important. And I'm going to give you four principles of how to maximize your time for great productivity. Any results that are poor, whenever we look at our lives and the results are not the way we want, most likely, I'm not saying everything all the time, it is the way we have been using our time. Number one. Schedule your values. You must be very clear about what you value in life. And then 
you use your value as a form or as a tool of priority to determine how you are going to spend your time. What are the most important values that you hold dear to you? What are the things that matters most to you? What are those things that really matters to you? If you say something matters to you, but then you don't spend time on it, it doesn't, if, like I used earlier on, if I say God really what? Matters to me. And I say I don't have time for God. The psychologists call it knowing and not knowing. It is you know the value. You cannot leave that value. It's called knowing and not knowing. It's called deception. Because if I say God is the most valuable person in my life, I mean it. Then I'll make time for it. True or not true? <laughs> Sorry again. If you are a woman here <laughs> and your husband loves you and doesn't spend time with you, how do you feel? Oh, why is it gone quiet? Let me keep on using my marriage thing, please. For today. Next time I change, I'll get more illustrations. <laughs> hmm? There's not time being spent. You, you would say that, but you say what? You love me, but you don't spend time with me. True or not true? So if God, we also say, I say God is the most important person to me in life. Without him, I can't live. You know, we sing that song. You're all I want. You're all I've ever needed. Draw me close to you. But we don't practically. When we wake up, it's outside. Hello? When we get free time, it's the phone on the phone to somebody. True or not true? We'll sleep, watch TV. But God does not feature. It doesn't compute. You are not applying your heart to wisdom to become productive. The amen is very encouraging here today. <laughs> I'm telling you the truth. My brother, my sister, nothing goes. I'm talking about those who want to be leaders and rule things. If you just want to be a food soldier, that's okay. But if you want to rule things, you want to change things, there are certain things you need to do. Check any person who is anything. Just go into their history and you will see the way they have lived their lives according to what they value you'll find there's no, there's no single person. What they don't tell you is the price they pay. They don't tell you that. So when they say, hello, you're going to be great. You say, hey, everybody, hey. Ask them, what did they do? Those are the wise questions you ask behind the scenes. How did you do it? God, they come, the preacher can come and say, you are blessed. Everybody's going to be great. Everybody, hey. You're lying. It doesn't just happen. They have to tell you I have to tell my children, if you want to be world rulers, if you want to be a world changer, you cannot just do your homework because everybody in your class is doing his homework. You have to go beyond your homework. Then that is what puts you above others. Oh, yes. Doesn't just happen. So, schedule your priorities. First of all, if you know what your priorities are, what are your pride? I don't know, but you know yours. Even as a church, we should know every local church. CLF knows its priorities. These are our priorities. Your priorities will tell you where the money will go, where the money will not go. Hello? The church said they believe in evangelism, but no money goes into evangelism. It doesn't compute, does it? Hello? All the church goes into keyboard. There's something wrong. 
<laughs> so do your, organize your priorities, and then that will help you. Okay, so for instance, if somebody says, I want to use another example. As a pastor, okay, I should know what are my priorities as a pastor. My main call is to feed the flock with the knowledge of, yes, and to pray for the flock and to be anointed, hallelujah, so that when I speak things after you look into my eyes, demons are coming out, yes. If therefore I spend majority of my time doing administration, visiting people in the hospital, you know it is wrong, wrong priorities. You see, you don't understand, yes. <laughs> If I know my priorities, the apostle said we will give ourselves to prayer and to the ministry of the word. So that when you come out, you are sharp. Hello? But if all that I'm doing is just typing, typing, good work. But it is not my most precious and important priority. I've missed it. So you can be very busy and not achieving much. So I'm saying what Know your priorities as a cell leader, as a head of department. What are the, as a church, what are the priorities as a worker? What are your priorities? And then you schedule your time and give time to what you consider to be priorities. Our priorities must match our values. What I value and the way I spend my time should match. You know, the degree of frustration equals to, if I say I value this, let's say this is a value, and I value this less, and I do this more than this, you know what will happen to me? Frustration. How many of us are frustrated? Or what we can be and can do. You see it, I can be this, but I'm this. Any frustration in your life is the balance between what you value and what you do. If what you do and what you value sink, you find out that your life is flowing. Any frustration in your life is as a result of you are doing things. So, for instance, I say I value prayer and all of that, but I go and sit in front of the TV and watch three movies. Three movies. Let's say <laughs> one is two hours, one is one and a half hours, one is two hours. How many hours is that? Hello? Five, Five and a half but I cannot pray for 30 minutes. There's something wrong. True or not true? So I'll be frustrated. I'll come and preach. I know that I can be powerful. I can be this. So I'm frustrated. The church can be this, but the church is not becoming because I am not doing what it takes for the church to become that and for me to become that. So check your frustration level. If you are frustrated, if I'm frustrated, as a worker for God, it's because there's imbalance between what I say is my priorities, my values, and the way I spend my time. You know, if your priorities are strong, there are certain things that as a pastor, others can do, I can't do. How many of you know that? I don't have time for Not that they are wrong, but no, 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 no. It's not mine. I don't value those things. But others value it. Constant. Tell me some of the things people value. So that uh, is your own example. It's not mine. What are the things people value? People will work three jobs. Hello? To buy a new car. 
Oh, are you are we here? Kill themselves because they need to pay the thing. Meanwhile, you say what you value most is to be a strong and a powerful evangelist. So those three jobs is taking all your time and energy so you don't have any time to go and evangelize or develop that gifting. It means that what you'll be frustrated after five years. Ah, my life could have been better, could have been this. Because you didn't live it. I'm giving you practical, these are practical things. So, you can, for instance, a pastor gives an example. Message preparation is my most, one of my most important what, part of my job. You know, at times it can take three, four days to prepare a message. At times people are, how do you pastors do sleep? <laughs> if you want to prepare a message very well, it doesn't take one, two days. It takes a long, it's not like some of you, the cell leaders, when it's time for say, you forgot to invent what? Then someone says, oh, uh, brother, so they sell today. Oh, yes. Then go and find some. So you come and teach in this area. You think that's how it works. You think God will keep on blessing like things. Then everything goes to say, wow, God, you do it twice. Third time you will see pepper. That it doesn't work like that. God, God gave you grace for the first time. You think it's always going to go like that. It doesn't work like that. <laughs> Two. Before I, I put down there, invest your best in what matters most. Invest your best in what matters most. What matters to you? Put your time and energy and resources there most. Some of us, when we are buying books, we are crying. Just six pound, five pound book. You are crying. But you can go to McDonald's and buy double beggar with what? What was that? With a milkshake, large, extra large, 10 pounds, and you are happy. And you just say you, are, you want to increase. Five pounds to buy a book you don't want to buy. You see, the whole thing, are, are, are we seeing why we, can you imagine if we are all like that, the power and the success and the victory we're going to have? Hello? You say you like singing? Hello, I'm using the worship team. Do you go for any voice training? We are tired of hearing the saying, hang, hang, hang. No! Begin to sing! I'm saying, yeah! You think it's just going to happen? If it is important to you for you to sing and we know that, yes, angelic voice and we can feel something. <laughs> you need to pray and you need to train the voice too. The spiritual and the natural must combine to get the supernatural. Yes. You can't every day come and sing the same way after five years. Please. Please. You don't expect me as a pastor to be where I was ten, five years ago. You need to put demand. The pastor must increase. The anointing must increase. The power must increase. But it's not going to increase if I'm sleeping, just eating yam and what? <laughs> it's not going to. So it goes to the next point. You must say no to many small things and yes to a few big things. You know you have to do only a few things, please. <laughs> You must say no to many little things. Sandra, are you okay? I was using, you know, I used to tell you, remember? 
when you used to play the keyboard and I used to come to your house. What I, you remember what I used to tell you? I said, you need to practice and train. Or if you don't train. Remember, I said, yes, we're talking about 15, 20 years ago. Yeah. Play the thing and we ourselves will know. Mm, 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 mm. Not the same. I'm tired of the same course. See? Ka, ka, ka. Oh, please. I said, what are you playing? He said, I'm playing the course. No, I said, I want to hear the melody. Play the music. <laughs> but it could have been. If Sandra was practicing and gone, by now she'll be playing that all of her will be falling out of the power. Oh, yes. But uh, <laughs> let's move on. <laughs> For most leaders, for most of us here, it is not a lack of commitment, but over-commitment to too many little things. <laughs> Major on the majors and leave the minors. Don't do too many things. So many, I say, why are you busy? But you don't see any productivity in the person's life. You are busy. What is the productivity? Don't do too many things. Few things and do them very well. The question is not when it comes to certain things, can we do this? Rather, it should be, should we do this? Hello? You don't say, can we do this? No, no, no. You should ask the question based upon our values. Should we do this as a church? Should I do this as a leader? Based upon the way my family is, is this way? Not that we can afford to buy this keyboard, but should we do this? Is it in the order of our values? That's how you should always ask yourself that question. Not can I afford this, but should I buy this? Based upon what I say are my values. If you do that, if I practice these principles, you will discover that your ministry, your life will take a totally different turn. Whereas before, every day you're on your phone to your friends, we can't even remove your phone from your ears. You know some people, their phone is always there. Come oh, on. Or the games. I'm not mentioning any names. Hours. <laughs> Playing Nintendo. Game Boy. Now it is not Game Boy. Why is it now? <laughs> now it is everything is on the phone. You don't need any new Candy Crush, like one MP was doing. Why they're discussing national issues. He's playing Candy Crush in Parliament. <laughs> Do only few things. Don't do so many things. So, for instance, you can ask yourself this question, and the Stanley asks, in the light of such and such and such, is this wise for me to do? In the light of this value of mine, let's say you want to, Pastor Joe was talking about inheritance, you want to build a house, or you want to buy a house. Okay, then you have some money. You know that resources are limited. You don't have what? Inexhaustible what? Resources. Then you ask yourself, okay, should I use this money to go and buy a car or I should use it to buy the house or build a house? Your priority will decide. Your value will decide that. Hello? I've got two hours. 
based upon what I say I value, how should I use this free two marginal time that I have based upon what I think are my top priorities? You can use it to go and play golf, go to the gym, do whatever, or you can use it to pray. Hello? The amen is very powerful. <laughs> do only, don't do too many. We do, some people do too many, and they think that it gives them a sense of what? I am busy. You know, some people feel proud. I'm busy. <laughs> busy for No, no. Bible says, let us use our time what? Wisely. That is why, in fact, people who are very wise with their time, anytime something needs to be done, those are the people that we go to. You know that. It's very amazing that people who can do much, like the Petrina example and so forth, you still go, why? Because they have mastered the art of what? Maximizing their time with what they consider to be their most what? Important values. Oh, yes. By the way, nobody has an excuse to say I don't have time. It's one of the biggest lies from the pits of hell. Everybody has time to do what they value in life. From today, I deliver you from that thought in Jesus' name. Never say you don't have time. Who told you you don't have time? You have time. Because you have time to do something else, isn't it? So please, reduce the amount of things you do. Ask yourself, for instance, this question. In the light of the person I want to become, is it wise for me to do this? In the light of the person I know God has ordained me to be, is it wise for me to do such and such, to have such a person as my friend, to do this? In light of the person God wants me to be, a mighty man, woman of God, is it wise for me to be turning up at church late? Mm-mm. Because God can't trust you. Even you, small thing, you can't. Remember I was listening to Prophet Anna, he said the first time he saw an angel, you know where he saw an angel? He said he used to be what? Number one usher in his church. You wake up at five or four and go and do all the ushering in the church. Set up the chest, clean it, take the pastor's chair, clean it. Take the pastor has some special cushion over his chair. He will wash it, iron it, and come and put it on. Beautiful. Every day. And then he'll go and bath and come to church. Cool. Didn't ask for anything. Nobody knew. So one day, whilst he was doing that, an angel appeared to him. The first time he saw an angel. Nothing just happens. The eyes of the Lord is moving too, uh, that he will show himself strong on behalf of those whose hearts are loyal towards him. Nothing happens for nothing. Deuteronomy chapter 1 verse 8, chapter 28 I think. If you will keep and obey my commandments, then all these blessings will chase you and overtake you. Nothing happens for nothing. Do very few things and do them very well. Do you know that if you do that, you become an expert? If it is just tennis, just play the tennis. Hello? Don't try and become what? What do you call them? Those fast drivers. Formula One driver. Hello? Can you just imagine somebody wanting to do so many? Don't do too many things. Find out what you can major when and become very good at it. If you're a prophet, major in the prophetic. Don't try to be what? A teacher. You'll be confusing us. I remember years ago. <laughs> and we used to go to church. 
come. And there were different giftings. When you know, <laughs> and the, the senior pastor will travel. And then we will leave the campus and go travel all the way to go and listen. When we go, he's not there. We, don't, we didn't know he was there or he wasn't there. And then there's one person who will be preaching. Immediately we get, we know it is him. We say, ah, Lord. <laughs> we say, the Lord, you yeah, know this one. <laughs> because he will, he will not stay in his office. Hello? I'm not saying anything, Pastor Joseph, where she played I mean, I <laughs> Instead of staying in his office and flowing, he wanted to be. And that, it has him, what I'm saying is that he was trying to flow in an office where he was not what? Called to function in. He should have mastered and mastered the art of worship. That whenever he or she takes the mic, we all know we are going to hit heaven in five minutes. Do you know the areas that you value and should be your top priority? That you should put your energy and time on rather than doing so many things. And after years, 10 years, we don't know where you are. Have you sat down and said, what is happening to me? Have you, after 10 years, you look, hey, what's going on? The days are going on and I've nothing. <laughs> and my life is not showing anything. You know why? Because you are not living life with what? I have determined, I told you that I miss God. Last year, I was supposed to spend a lot of time in prayer and I do different things. But Mr. Devil helped and I helped the devil himself. <laughs> I prayed, but it wasn't the way God wanted me. So the things that I should be experiencing now, I'm not experiencing it. You know you can delay God's purposes in your life? Oh, yes. Can I even insert here? The father you are prophesied over, that's not me, it's going to happen, my friend. Find out their conditions and fulfill them. And, and the prophecy will take care of itself. Can I get prophecy? Pastor Joe, it didn't come to pass. The prophecy will be this. <laughs> Did you do what you were supposed to do? Hello? Usually find the conditions out. And then put your time. Will you fulfill your part and God will take care of his part? So for instance, please. If you want to be effective, you don't do more, but you do less better. I'll say that again. If you want to be very effective with your time, just don't do more, but do less more. The few things you value, do it more and do it more efficient and do it more better. As a worker, as a leader, as whatever role you have in life, do less. But look, all that I know is just play on this one string. Papa, that is all. I don't want any. I don't. Some of us want to be like everybody. That's our problem. Hello? If you know that you do your best gifting is an usher, don't try to become part of the worship team. You can start from there if the pastor says go there. It's all part of the training. But ultimately, don't stay there. Hello? Because you can't excel. Do you know that you cannot excel where you are not most gifted? You can't reach 10 upon 10. It's not possible. You can only reach 10 upon 10 based upon where you are most what? Called and gifted and anointed for. So therefore, it is wise to spend a lot of your time there because the Bible says that a man's gift shall make room for him and bring him before great men. But if you don't spend time on it, <clears throat> you are busy all over the place. So this, let me ask you a few questions. And let's see whether you can ask. What are the things you value most that you are not doing? What are the things you value most but you are not doing them? I know mine. Do you know yours? 
What are you going to do to change this situation? What do you value? You want to leave inheritance for your children's children. What should you do? You should learn about financial what? Investment. So that I'm praying, I'm going to get some breakthrough. I don't know how God is going to open the heavens and pour money down. I know God can do that. <laughs> but unless you have that word, please, you know how to plan your life, how to invest, and how to what? Accumulate. What do you value most, and are you doing it? How many minutes do I have? My time is up. Okay, let me, I'll quickly go through this, then we finish, okay? What do you need to add to your don't do list? Everybody should have don't do list. You should have a list of don't do. Don't do. Especially as leaders, as pastors, as there are certain things, no, don't do list. Every year you should increase it, your don't do list. What are the three most important things that have been crowded out by the agent? You know, so many things can come agent. Do you? Do you? You're running. We're running around like headless chicken. At times, you just have to know. This is my quiet time with God. Nobody invades us. If you read some of these great men of God and women of God, they don't mess with those kind of things. I read about one woman of God I really, really, you know, appreciate. If she goes into a closet to spend time with God, it doesn't matter who you are coming to. She's not coming out. So she has encountered God in a certain way. And when she comes out, what it takes people 10 years to do, it takes her three hours to do it. Yes. You know what John Wesley said? He said, you know, John Wesley was one of the most busiest men of God preached. I mean, he rode on a horse so much that his leg became bow, just riding on a horse for thousands of miles around the circuit. You know what he says? The more busy I get, the more I increase my prayer life. He said that. The more busy, the more the thing grows, the more I need to spend more time praying. Because I need God's help even what? More to manage the whole thing. Three, I'll be finishing soon. Simply create artificial deadlines so you can increase your effectiveness. What that simply means is this. Let's say I'm supposed to finish my message for Sunday, let's say by Saturday. A lot of pastors do that Saturday. That is my deadline. What I will do is this. I will tell myself my deadline to finish my message if I'm preaching is Wednesday. I create that artificial deadline that by Wednesday I should finish my message. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. So what? That, you cut off everything because that is your main thing that you need to do. When you do that, it frees you to be able to make other decisions very easily. Because if not, whilst you are being running around, you are thinking, hey, Sunday is coming, I have to preach. Sunday is coming, I have to preach. And then you get all... So what that simply means, set artificial deadline. If you and your pastor discuss and say, look, I want this thing by Friday, you agree. You put an artificial deadline and say, look, I will finish it by what? Wednesday. It will surprise you how effective you're going to be with your time. So create artificial deadlines for yourself. It's called time management. It means that you are using your time more vulnerably. It will help you in the long run. Don't have open-ended deadlines. How many of you enjoy open-ended deadlines? I will get it done. <laughs> I will get it done. 
Five years later, still it's not done. How many of you have experienced that before? No, no, no. Get the deadline. When are you going to do the thing? Set it. No ambiguity. Because if not, you open up yourself to waste your precious time. Finally, empower others as if your future depends upon it. The more I grow as a pastor, the more I need to let go. So many things. Peter, you take you. The more you empower people, you delegate. There are certain things you used to do. As a pastor, you should not be doing them anymore. How many of you know that? Make it true or not true? If you are still doing the same thing, I'm being this thing. I'm being a good You cannot be effective. Take it from me. You cannot maximize yourself. And please, when you delegate, delegate authority as well. Just don't delegate what? Some people delegate and they are still holding to their power. No, 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 no. There's a big difference between when you, <laughs> when you delegate, give the person also power to do it and let them make mistakes. It's cool. They say there are two kinds of people when you are delegating to. You have to ask yourself, is this person a worker or a leader? When you delegate to workers, at times you still keep the authority. If you delegate to a leader, you give them what? The authority. If, you, if not, what will happen is eventually you will lose all leaders from your team because you will frustrate them. So bear that in mind. But delegation is very vital if you need to focus. You know some of these top, top, top guys, the, you know, the top gurus and so forth in business world. You know, at times all that they do is to sit down and think. You know, they, you know that they don't do that. They just, some of them have got rooms. They just go there and just think. And the ideas flood their minds. If they are busy going from here to here, you know, you can, how many of you know you can't think when you are busy all the time? That's why when we take you to Ajvenon for three days, you can't even focus. You need to, you feel fidgety and all of Whenever you feel, that means that you have not calmed yourself down even to think. No, thinking is a very difficult job. Delegate things that you, can, you have to delegate and let it go. You delegate tasks to followers and you delegate authority to leaders. It's, you can never find and build and keep great leaders unless you empower them to lead. So if you're a leader in your area and you find somebody who has got the qualities to become a great leader, delegate and give them, I want you to do this. They are going to fail. Let them fail. It's good for them. If the person hasn't got that grace, then of course you need to tell them, do one, two, three, four. And you spell everything out for them. The more you delegate, the more you are to your don't do list. The more you are freer. Hello? As a pastor, I need to be able to delegate what? Some visitation to my leaders. Hello? And if the leader goes and visit, it is the pastor who has visited. Hello? You don't go and say that. <laughs> when you send somebody, can you go and visit so and so? They are not well. Then when you go, you know, even the pastor says I should come. He even says he's not coming. He doesn't care. <laughs> you should go and say, I have come in the name of Bishop Wedu. He sent me here. You think you can do that? The more the church goes, how can you do that? It's not possible. So you have to develop all of these things around you in life. Then you, will can, you must do the only thing you alone what? can do that nobody else can do. That way you become 
very sharp. Your time management is sharp. You are so good. You find that you are fulfilled and you are effective. Do only a few things. My closing question is this. What are the three things you can delegate? Who will you give them to? And by when should they accomplish it? What are three things that you can delegate? You should delegate some things. Even at the home. Delegate some things to your children. I've been cleaning the bar for the last 10 years. Now you are 12 years old. You are beginning, you will clean the toilet from today, the bath. I delegate it to you. Oh, yes. So I can spend that time praying and reading some books. Hello? You should delegate certain things. I used to do this all the time. Now I don't want to. When we used to have leadership meeting, I have to think where is the food coming from? When is the food going? Now. You delegate. Can you just imagine? I'm still thinking about when we are going to have meetings. As far as I'm thinking where the food is going to, how much is the food going to be? That should tell you we are not going to get anywhere with that. Let me ask the church. What, must the, what is the church still doing that has lost effectiveness that needs to dramatically change or be eliminated? What do you as a pastor Think the church is still doing, but it has lost its what effectiveness. It must drastically change. You must identify those things. No, we must stop doing this. Case closed. Because it's not helping us. We've got limited resources, limited manpower, limited this. Therefore, we can't carry on because this thing we keep on doing is not yielding the results that is necessary. Have I made myself clear? I want us to pray.